The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And I am angry. (laughs) I know the holidays are a wonderful time. They really are. Typically, people are happier. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. But, you know, the general vibes are happy. There's a lot of goodness going around, a lot of love being spread. But this year, I'm extremely pregnant. Actually, let me clarify that. I'm extremely pregnant, which means things just make me more and more angry. I'm not in a bad mood. I was telling Lucy this the other day. I'm not necessarily in a bad mood. Like I don't feel, you know, like depressed. I don't feel upset, but just every little thing that happens, it's elevated. You know, I'm just more mad at things than I usually would be. So this episode is bound to be a little bit spicier than normal, but I think it's fitting because, you know, we got a lot of happiness happening from the holidays. We need to balance it out. I'm your Libra queen here to give you some balance. Today's topics, I should say, instead of just topic, we're going to talk about some of the worst holiday traditions, which is just such a fun topic. And then we're going to get into some of your submitted family holiday drama that you guys have been dealing with, which basically I'm learning is just your in-laws being weird in December. So this is kind of an extension of the in-law episode we did a few weeks ago (laughs) is holiday is holiday stuff. I, 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 whoa, (laughs) you can tell that I'm struggling to say this because I don't want to make being pregnant my whole personality. But if you've been pregnant before, you know that it's very hard to talk about anything else other than the gremlin inside of you. And I have had a wonderful pregnancy. Do not get me wrong. I am intensely grateful and will be until the end of time. But wow, wow, this last month or so is really the symptoms kick up on the biological level. I think that's on purpose. I think it's to make it so that childbirth doesn't feel as scary, which I don't I don't feel a lot of birth anxiety, but I definitely feel more like, okay, I'm ready to like get going and get this baby out of me than I did before because I was like, I am loving this. We're thriving. I look so cute with my bump. I would be fine if she was in there forever. And now I'm like, no, you can get out now. You can. I have no anxiety about getting you out of my body. The heartburn, you guys, first of all, I'm a heartburn girl. Okay. I've had heartburn like since I turned 23 is when heartburn started. I like a chicken tender. I like things that are deep fried. I usually don't avoid things that are going to give me heartburn. I just dive right in. But the pregnancy heartburn, I think it was Juno McGuff who said that the heartburn radiated down to the kneecaps. And that's how I feel. It hurts my whole body. And I just want to say, I know how to take care of it. Okay. I know what medicine I can take. I know. I've probably been a broken record about the heartburn because it did. It was a little bit in the beginning and then it kind of slowed down and it wasn't bothering me as much. Oh, 30, like three and a half weeks hit, which was a few weeks ago now, but that hit and it 
really is debilitating. Like it hurts my teeth. That's how bad the heartburn is. It hurts my teeth. Just imagine that for a moment. So anyway, I have a lot to say about uh, holiday traditions. I have a lot to say about your weird family drama. And I think that we should just get going. Let's start with the worst holiday traditions before we get into the worst family drama or not the worst family drama, holiday family drama. Something that I have some serious beef with, no pun intended, is the fact that so many of you guys hate holiday foods, traditionally holiday foods, such as stuffing, such as turkey. First of all, turkey. Okay. I take issue with how many of you hate turkey. How many of you guys eat turkey sandwiches literally weekly? So many of you. But for some reason on Thanksgiving, when we roast it and brine it and make it delicious, like all of a sudden then it's a trash meat. I don't understand why people hate turkey. I love turkey. If you don't like turkey, maybe dabble in a turkey leg at Disney. Those have really skyrocketed my opinion of turkey in the last few years. And while we're on the topic, we need to talk about Disneyland food. I know I talked a little bit about this on my Instagram story, so this will sound familiar if you follow me there. You guys are the most toxic people I've ever met in my life because you guys all think that Disneyland churros are good. I am so sorry, but no, they aren't. Disneyland churros are, they are, they are frozen churros. They are not like, they are frozen and reheated in a warmer. And they're $6. I don't understand. Costco, yes, they're the exact same churros. And I had a lot of people messaging me being like, well, Costco churros are definitely better. They're not better. They're the same churro almost. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're the exact same brand. But Costco, you're paying $1.50. And then a lot of you hit me with, well, it's the ambiance of being at Disneyland. Like that's why they're good. No, I'm sorry. I will not be gaslit into believing that food tastes different because of the setting that you're in. I have argued this many a time. Many a time have I said, I have found better pasta and pizza in LA and New York as I have found in Italy. And that really ruffled some feathers. But you know what? I stand by what I said. And a lot of people were like, well, they have access to ingredients that are better in Italy. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think that we have, maybe there's more Maybe they have more access to those ingredients. But to think that we can't find anything in any other place that's as good. No, it's you guys being swindled by being in Italy that makes you think this is better food. And I will not be deterred. I will not be told what is good and what is bad based on the place that I'm eating it. I will be an honest judge of the food that I'm eating. And a lot of the Disneyland food is amazing. Those corn dogs. Oh my gosh. Those I can get down with. Those are something special. I like the Matterhorn macaroons, the little coconut mounds with the, the white chocolate on top. Love those. I have attempted the beignets, the Mickey beignets, beyond average, beyond average. Maybe if you get them fresh, maybe, but they are deeply average as are the churros. Now the turkey legs, the turkey legs are delicious. They, they're a little too delicious. They maybe are a little genetically modified but they're so good. And you guys are going to sit here and tell me that holiday food is trash. I don't trust any of you. I don't trust any of you and your food opinions. You guys have to earn my respect back. 
with the churros. Like, have you guys had a fresh churro? Okay, this company, this is not sponsored. This is not sponsored, but they did send me a free little kit. Okay. They paid me zero dollars, but they gave me the free kit. San Diablo churros. It's this churro brand. And they sent me a thing and I made homemade churros at home with fresh dulce de leche in the middle of. That was something unique. Okay. That was something I can stand behind. But the frozen reheated churros that they serve at Disneyland are not good. And I will die on that hill. And I don't care. And even the filled ones, a lot of you guys are like, well, the filled ones, the seasonal ones. No, no, you can't convince me. You can't. So until Disneyland changes up their, their recipe or gives me something fresh, I'm going to stand by that they're not that good. That is not the point of what I'm talking about, but I really needed to get that out there. The issue that I have with you guys hating holiday food is that it's good. <laughs> And I've been waiting my whole life to be pregnant over Thanksgiving. And it was fabulous. It was one of the best days of my whole life. I love turkey. I love stuffing. I love cranberry sauce. I love rolls. I love mashed potatoes, sweet potato casserole. I love Thanksgiving food. So much so that the next day we had Thanksgiving at my mom's and I forgot to take any leftovers home. I don't know what I was thinking, but then I got home. I was like, why do I have no Thanksgiving food here? I remade Thanksgiving food so that I could have another Thanksgiving dinner. I just really enjoy it. And again, I'm going to apologize in advance for my pregnancy rage, but you guys are really getting some unfiltered feelings about a lot of holiday things. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Are you ever just wandering around the world when suddenly a very sexy thought pops up into your head? Just one of those impulsive thoughts where you're thinking about maybe like sneaking off to do something sexy outdoors where somebody might catch you, or maybe you're like in between the shelves at a library where you have to be quiet. Come on, it's fine. You fantasized about it. It's not a big deal. This is a safe place. And the best news is with Dipsy, you can put on your headphones and do this anytime, anywhere. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, or hot and heavy hookups. They're also very inclusive and Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. I know what you guys are spending your time doing because it's the same thing I spend my time doing. And that's reading sexy stories. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. Dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. It's the busiest time of the year, man. The holidays are upon us. There's a lot of things that I wish could be done for me, like shopping and putting up lights on my house and shoveling my driveway. There's a lot of things I wish I could automate. Okay. 
But if you are a business owner, ShipStation can automate one of the most time-consuming parts of owning a business, which is shipping. Don't get stuck worrying about shipping orders this holiday season. Let ShipStation do the heavy lifting so you or your team can put your time, money, and energy into more important things. Plus, when it comes to those inevitable holiday returns, ShipStation automates, recommends exchanges, and gathers customer feedback. So even if they bought the wrong size or color, they will still have a great experience. Whether you're shipping from your house or multiple warehouses, ShipStation can increase your holiday profitability. I was shocked at how easy ShipStation is to use. You guys know when I started off, I had literally no idea what I was doing, but I was selling merch, trying to figure out how to ship it to everybody, and they make it so easy. You can automate shipping tasks and manage orders and returns in one simple dashboard. It also has effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. And ShipStation manages orders, prints labels, compares rates, optimizes every shipment, and automates delivery notifications. You can also get discounts up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have scaled their e-commerce brands with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So let your customers shop risk-free this holiday season with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use the code BAD today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code BAD, for your free 60-day trial. Another tradition, sorry, I forgot the word, tradition that you guys really beef with is going around the table and saying what you're thankful for. I agree. This usually goes on a little long. I think people spend a little bit too much time talking about what they're grateful for. I actually really love what my family does. One word. You're only allowed to say one word. No repeats. Nobody can say the same thing. But one word. We're done in... To, I mean, now there's a lot of little kids in my family. And so they, they, you know, they sometimes don't know. They don't understand the one word rule. But typically we're done in about a minute and a half. But I see videos of people going around the table. I mean, and it gets intimate. It gets long. It gets drawn out. I think that the one word rule is perfect because then you go around the table and it's like job, family, baby, house, like everybody. And you just get a little glimpse. That's all you need. You just need to check it off the list. It's fine. So yeah, I agree with you guys. And another one I agree with is Elf on the Shelf. Elf on the Shelf is creepy. It's really creepy. I actually said to my boyfriend the other day, I don't think I would like to do that in our in our home. He makes me uncomfortable. Can you imagine how he may make a child feel? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's creepy. I actually don't really know the point of the elf. He's just like, you're supposed to find him every day, but you can't touch him. But does he leave little presents? I don't know. I think that a lot of like holiday stuff is a little bit creepy, but like at this point you can't really like, okay, just turn this off in case there's kids listening, but like you can't really not tell your kids or like have your kids believe in Santa. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of very strong opinions out there of people who are like, I'm never going to teach my kids about Santa. But like culturally, it would be very hard to skirt around Santa because he's so prevalent. So I don't know. There's just, there's already creepy things. Like there's Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Santa, like people sneaking into your house. Why are we adding one more with Elf on the Shelf? I just, I don't think we need it. I will say I never believed in Santa which maybe explains why I am the way I am. But yeah, my older brothers told me about Santa basically the first time I ever brought him up, first time I ever believed in him. I was three. My older brother was 16. 
and we were all in like we would do a Christmas fort every year. So like in our basement, we make a big blanket fort. We all sleep on it on Christmas Eve. And I remember he woke up and he said, oh, I got to go help mom and dad with Christmas out of Christmas. I thought that's weird. And that's when I put the pieces together that Santa never, never happened. And also that's when I started peeking at my Christmas presents every single year. My mom knows now I'm not proud of it. I really ruined a lot of things growing up that I regret, but uh, peeking at my Christmas presents was definitely one of them. And I, I'm so sad every year that there was literally not one year that I didn't peek at my Christmas presents. What a terrible child I was. If my daughter does that, I mean, I'll, I'll know it's karma coming for me, but I'll be really sad if she peeks. And also if she doesn't believe in Santa. Anyway, so yeah, I stand by Elf on a Shelf. Let's do away with it. A lot of you guys really don't like the nativity. Totally makes sense. We grew up doing nativities every year. I am the only girl in my family, obviously. And so I was Mary every year. So, you know, I did kind of feel like it was my moment to shine. You guys know that I I wish that I, you know, was a theater kid. So I feel like my moment being Mary was really, was really you know, it it brought something out in me, my inner performer. I liked that part of it, but I get it when people don't want to do it, especially if like you were religious and now you're not religious and then you don't really want to do the nativity. I get it, but it's one of those traditions. I don't personally hate. A lot of you guys hate going to your in-laws and we're going to get into that with a lot of the family drama that you guys submitted because yeah, I definitely understand spending time with family. I do think that we should make it easier on ourselves with splitting time with family. I don't know what that looks like for everybody. I feel like it's going to be different for every single person because every family is so different. But like there has got to be an easier way to share time with families, right? Than our current system. There just has to be. Another one that a lot of you guys don't like is matching Christmas pajamas. I don't agree. I like matching Christmas pajamas. I ordered us like three pairs. I'm not going to give birth before Christmas, but I ordered some just in case, like just in case I can sneak in a a mommy daughter matching moment this year. But yeah, I got me and my boyfriend matching pajamas. I kind of love it. But here's how I feel about like all these Christmas traditions just in general. Obviously, I feel very passionately about some of them. But you know what I love? I love when other people feel this passionately about them. I want you guys to feel strangely defensive of the traditions that you have. Here's one that I've never really understood. A lot of you guys take turns opening presents on Christmas day. I think that maybe we started doing this like when I turned like 18 or 19, like when we were all for sure adults, like, and you just kind of open presents slowly. And like, you're like doing it throughout the morning and like people are showing up and then you're, you know, exchanging gifts with them. But when we were kids, we went at it. I didn't watch one brother open one gift my entire life. We went feral and we were up too. We were awake at 5, 30, 6, maybe even earlier. I love what my mom did though, which I think is a good idea and honestly probably saved her some sleep or like gave her some, some rest, hopefully. But like I said, we would build a Christmas fort in the basement and then we would get our stockings because we were always up all night, every Christmas Eve. And we would then get our stockings at like 4.30 or 5. And that would keep us pretty entertained. We didn't get like big gifts in our stockings, but we got, you know, enough little things like cards or toys or games or something that would, or like little candies that would keep us occupied for at least a little while. 
I am hoping and praying that during that time, my mom went to bed because we probably, oh my gosh, I just, I think about the time and effort that woman put into our Christmases. My mom had eight children and always made Christmas magical. And I really don't know how honestly or why she did it. We could not have been that cool. We could not have been kids that deserve that, but she did it for us anyway. So I have a lot of very pleasant Christmas memories. I think it's why I like Christmas now. But man, I I like that system and it's a good way to probably get your kids to just shut up and leave you alone for at least a little bit because we were always like yelling up the stairs like, mom, is Christmas ready? Is it ready for us? Is it ready for us? Anyway, the things we put that woman through. Okay, let's talk about Christmas caroling because for sure it's time to do away with this one. For sure it's time to be done with Christmas caroling. Who is that for? It is definitely not for the person whose doorstep you're on. Okay. They don't like it. They don't. And it is definitely not for the people caroling because I can't imagine that they like standing in front of somebody's door while they awkwardly stare at them. Like before, I don't know, maybe the year like 2010, before we had like any other form of entertainment, before we had like, you know, Christmas music that could play throughout the house and like DVR, Like maybe then caroling would have been cool. Like I just went and saw a Christmas carol, which by the way, it was fabulous. If you are looking for something to really get you in the Christmas spirit, it's at the Hale Center Theater. It was gorgeous. Shout out to my friend Joey, who was in the play. I didn't even know he was in it. My boyfriend got us tickets. We went front row, not trying to brag, but they were on the front row. Imagine my delight when the ensemble comes out and I see my gorgeous friend Joey it was the delight of the century. So if you haven't seen A Christmas Carol before, please go see it. Again, not sponsored. This is a free plug because I loved it so much. But that is when caroling seems like it makes sense. Like London in the 1800s. Like that's when caroling would have been cool. These days, we really don't need it. We have other forms of entertainment, better forms of entertainment. If your family is in a caroling family, just pass along that people don't really like it anymore If you guys want to stand around the piano and sing Christmas carols, please do. But just like leave us all out of it, you know? Okay. Turkey trots. Families who run on Thanksgiving. You know, I bet most of you are expecting me to hate this a lot more than I actually do. I don't actually despise this in in the way that my personality and body type may assume. I kind of don't hate it. I get it. I get when people like, you know... I used to run like a 5k with my brother every summer for like our, you know, city days and whatever. And it was kind of, it was kind of fun. I don't hate exercise. I know I give the vibes like I hate exercise, but I, I find it to be a nice addition to the day and a good endorphin pump. So if people want to go do a little turkey trot or do a turkey bowl, I feel like a lot of people do like a flag football situation with their siblings or nephews or nieces, whatever. So that I, I don't really hate. However, it's the forcing of the turkey trot that is not cool. Like if you want to do that again, totally fine. Do it on your own time. But like when people don't want to do it and then the family's like, no, but we always do it. Is that not the worst excuse for anything you've ever heard? But we've always done it. Like they literally reference that in the good place, the show. They say that in the bad place. Like, well, that's just the way it's always been done. That's literally a justification for the things they do in hell. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of family traditions that people just say, well, that's just how we do it. And I think that we need to reassess that. I've always been a fan of people who do traditions differently or make their own or have something a little bit unconventional. 
I love that because who cares about tradition? Who cares about conventional? You know, I think we could, we could do our own. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holidays, which means it is time for giving. We're giving gifts, we're giving time. But what are you giving yourself? Have you stopped to think about that? Because it's not bad to focus on yourself for a little bit. It's actually very, very healthy to think about what you need to give yourself. Is it going easier on yourself? Is it treating yourself to a day of rest? Is it getting a little treat? Is it perhaps starting therapy? The holidays are a great time to do this for a lot of reasons. Stress is usually at an all-time high. It's probably a good idea to have a place to release some of that stress. Remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Therapy is self-care. It's gifting yourself some tools to help you with the mental load that you may be carrying. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is a great place to start. It takes care of a lot of the hurdles that people face when starting therapy. It is entirely online, first of all, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's a really hard part of therapy, especially during the holidays. Schedules are crazy. You've got events, you've got family things. It's hard to sit down and schedule time where you can like drive to an office, sit there, sit in traffic, all of that. So BetterHelp takes care of all of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month of online therapy. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. The perfect diet does not exist. I know people want to tell you that it does. I know people want you to believe that you can get every single little tiny thing that you need out of your diet, but it's just not true. And Ritual is here to fill those gaps in your diet. It's basically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from your diet 100% of the time. So Ritual made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important, like filling key nutrient gaps to support foundational health. Ritual is where it's at. I love their daily multivitamin, but I also love their prenatal. Their multivitamin is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 and older with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. They've got nine key nutrients in two capsules per day, and they have a unique beadlet and oil design that is patented. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multivitamins that is USP verified, meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. It also has a great minty essence because nothing deters me from vitamins quite like big, chalky, disgusting pills. Not with Ritual. It's very delightful. So instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Ritual is offering bad broadcast listeners 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash broadcast to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. I don't know why so many of you are from families that sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, but that's weird. I just don't, I don't really know why anybody would sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it seems, I don't know, that seems weird. And white elephants, white elephants are another one that I really, really don't think that we should keep doing. Spending money is already 
annoying enough. I mean, you already have to buy real Christmas presents. Like it's a spendy holiday. Now you're asking people to spend money on gifts that people will probably hate. The other thing about white elephant gifts is that there's no regulation. It is a free market out there. So some people are bringing like rolls of toilet paper. Some people are bringing like funny books that they found. Some people are bringing something good. Like white elephant is a terrible, terrible tradition. If you find yourself going to a party with a gift for somebody that you personally hate, then you need to turn around and not go to the party. Something my family does. Sorry, I don't know if you guys care what my family does, but I do think it's a pretty good idea. We used to do sibling gifts. Like you would draw a name and then, ouch, my kid is kicking me. We Like you would draw a name and then you would get a present for just that person. Now there's 10 million of us, so we can't really do that. What we do instead is we do a favorite things exchange. So you just buy one, just one of your favorite thing of that year. And then we do like, I guess it is technically a white elephant game where it's like you pick it and then like somebody can steal it from you or whatever. It doesn't feel as nasty and horrible though when everything that's being brought to the table is something good. Like we have a price limit, but everybody's bringing something that they genuinely like and it makes it way easier. I hate the white elephants with stupid gifts. Those ones are what make me really mad. Again, people are saying that their families do birthday cake for Jesus. I don't know. I don't know if that's what Jesus would want. I don't know if that's kind of, I don't, I don't know if that's the reason for the season is the birthday aspect. Totally understand the Jesus aspect and the giving aspect, but the specific birthday tone, weird. And then basically the biggest complaint that you guys have about the holidays, which will lead us nicely into holiday family drama, a lot of you guys just hate your in-laws and you hate your extended family. And I can't fault you for that. I don't know them. Maybe they suck. Maybe we hate them. And we're going to get into some stories about some holiday family drama now. Here we go. One year, my mother-in-law got in a fight with my husband, her son, a week before Christmas. She sent my father-in-law over during the day when my husband was at work and I was the only one home to our house to take back all the wrapped gifts they had given us for our kids They grinched us. It wasn't even gifts for my husband and I. It was gifts for their grandchildren. And they came and repoed the week before Christmas. Even though it's been 15 years to this day, when I see the dollhouse that she was going to give my daughter sitting in her basement, I want to kick it. We went no contact with them for a number of years due to this type of behavior. It's unhinged. And if I didn't have to live with it, I would be eating it up, hearing about somebody else experiencing this level of crazy. Best of luck to my other broads with crazy in-laws. Keeping the dollhouse in the basement is a crazy choice of this mother-in-law. That is insane to steal the presents back and then keep them at their house so the kids have to look at them in shame. The in-law stories, again, I said this during our in-law episode, how did all of you manage to marry into weird families? All of you, every last one of you married a weird family. (laughs) Okay, next one. This could be a petty, petty princess submission too. So get ready. My mother-in-law has clear favorites between her five children. My husband is the bottom of the list. One year, one year we had a Chris, we had Christmas at their house. And we didn't have any gifts wrapped under the tree from them. It was weird, but that's not what Christmas is about. So we didn't say anything at first. Then we noticed one of my husband's brothers started opening a gift from them and it was a brand new fire stick TV. Weird, but not unlike my mother-in-law to give just one person a gift. Well, then a second brother opened up a brand new iPhone. The third brother was taken outside to a new car. I cannot make this up. The last brother is still a kid. So obviously he had lots of gifts too. At this point, everyone was extremely uncomfortable noticing we had nothing. 
My husband said, do you have anything for us? Not in a rude way, but genuinely wondering. She walked over to her wallet and pulled out $60 and said, here's what I owe you for lunch yesterday. Keep the change. Merry Christmas. We were in shock. I wanted to take back the gifts we had bought them then and there, but I restrained myself. Needless to say, we have never been back to spend the holidays with them and they never do, nor will they ever receive Christmas gifts from us. One time I got a dustpan. <laughs> That's my submission to this. One time I was gifted a dustpan uh, and everyone else was gifted a speaker, like a nice like Bluetooth speaker but I got a dustpan, not from my own family. Anyway, that's all I'll say about that situation. Situation is a word. Like I know everybody talks about pregnancy brain, but I really am like stupider than ever. Like I can't, I can't tell sometimes if words are real. Like I'll say situation and I'm like, is it situation? Like, is that how I'm supposed to be saying it? But then that doesn't sound right. Anyway, it's weird, but I'm writing it off as my brain is creating somebody else's brain and all the power is going to her. So that's why I am so stupid playing favorites. Like, again, I don't know how many toxic mother-in-laws really listen to this podcast, hopefully a few so that I can be a force for good. What's with the playing faves with your own children? Okay. Next one. I've been married for two and a half years. This will be our fourth Christmas together. We got engaged a few weeks before Christmas in 2020. My mom's family always has a big Christmas Eve party and breakfast at my grandma's on Christmas morning, followed by opening gifts from cousins. That seems crazy to me just because I, I mean, and obviously I'm again from a big family. So exchanges with cousins seems insane because don't people have like dozens, but I guess a lot of people have like two or three cousins. <laughs> okay. My husband's family is a lot smaller. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no, that's okay. Sorry. I got mixed up. My husband's family is a lot smaller and none of his grandparents or his parents, or let's see, none of his grandparents or his parents' siblings live nearby. So he's not used to big family gatherings or traditions. Christmas Eve at my family party goes from around three to seven and we hang out, eat a big dinner, play three or four white elephant games. The kids do a nativity while the uncle reads the birth of Christ story. And then Santa comes and hands out goodies to the kids. I got to say that is an intense schedule and an intense Christmas Eve. Three to four white elephant games has me shaken up. My husband's family typically opens all their gifts Christmas Eve rather than Christmas morning. My dad's side of the family typically had a Christmas party as well in early December where we do similar activities. So a lot of Christmas, a lot of Christmas happening. I've done these traditions my whole life and I love spending time with all my cousins and family. My husband is not a fan of all the gatherings. Last year's Christmas ended with us fighting on the way home. We had gone to my dad's family's Christmas party on Friday, December 23rd, then drove three hours to his parents' house to have dinner and visit. My parents live 20 minutes from his parents, so we sleep at my parents' house and went back to his parents' house the next morning for breakfast. Then we went to my mom's extended family Christmas party at three, left after a few games to go open Christmas presents at his parents' house. We ended the night with my family. Oh, holy cow. That is too much. That is way, way way too much. We opened gifts with my siblings the next morning, missed breakfast at grandma's and went over to his parents' house to eat and see our niece wake up to her Santa gifts. We stayed for a few hours, then went back to my grandma. Whole this feels like a practical joke. Back to my grandma's to have Christmas dinner. After the dinner, we were preparing for the drive home. And my mom says to my husband, and I something along the lines of, we've missed having you around this Christmas. I'm sad we didn't have more time together. This upset my husband. He was pissed off the whole three hours home. I remember picking this for this exact line. 
He recorded a video of me agreeing to a full year to be his year. And then the next year would 100% be mine so that we don't offend my mom by splitting our time with both families. Like I said, our families are 20 minutes apart. So it's nearly impossible to go see his family for a holiday and not stop by to see mine or vice versa. I'm upset at my mom for saying anything when we were doing our best to be at every event. It is tricky when my family has so many traditions with over 70 people and with set times. But when we did spend time at his house, the TV was on 24 seven and not even Christmas movies, just random Netflix stuff. And there was no schedule. So half the time we were waiting for people to show up and eat and not be able to spend time with everyone at the same time. What do you suggest? How do we make everyone happy? Okay. Holy shit. First of all, I side with your husband that you should do one year, all one place, then the next year, all the other place. I was with your husband because that's unlike anything I've ever heard. That intense family Christmas schedule, tons of cousins, 70 people to split time, the three hour drive in between. It's a little bit insane. So I was with your husband until this line. He recorded a video of me agreeing to a full year. I really really, really don't like couples recording each other about tense things or about fights or about like, I really don't like that. It is, it gives me, it makes me feel yucky. I don't like it. And again, maybe I don't understand the context. Maybe it was done in a lighthearted way. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like the holidays are a very tense time. And he recorded this out of spite. When you have to start recording your spouse doing or saying things, I don't want to say it's the kiss of death, but it is the kiss of death. I don't like that. So while I agree that you should just do one thing or one year, one family, and then the next year, the other family also feels like, I don't know. It just feels like you're very used to like intense Christmas stuff. Cause when you're like, yeah, the TV was on and they were just kind of hanging out. Like that doesn't seem super weird to me that, that that's what his house is like, but it sounds like you just really, you love a theme. You love like Christmas activities three to four white elephant games. I totally get it. But just based on the principle that your husband made you record a video doing that, I'm going to side with you. And I think that you should make him go to everything at your family's house for the rest of time. Bet you guys didn't think that's where that was going. Hey, Maddie, congrats on your pregnancy. I have the perfect story for this prompt because it combines both pregnancy and family drama. So when I was pregnant, I didn't tell my family right away besides my parents and in-laws. I'm not really sure why, but I was super nervous about being pregnant. It wasn't planned and we had just gotten married and moved into our house. Plus, I'm not really close with my extended family, grandma, aunts, cousins, so I wasn't really rushing to tell them. Anyway, when Thanksgiving rolled around, I was about four months pregnant and couldn't hide it. So I told them when we were all together for the holiday. My grandma congratulated me to my face and told me how happy she was. But then when Thanksgiving was over, she went to Facebook and posted about how she is going to be a great grandma and how I am having a baby. She posted mine and my husband's names and everything, but I didn't want it on Facebook because I was planning on waiting a few more months to announce to social media. When my sister asked her to take it down, she said no. Then I saw, then I saw it and asked her to take it down and she finally did, but she wrote me a long message about how she was the last one to know and how I'm selfish and how I was ruining her happiness about the pregnancy. She then unfriended me, my mom, my sister, and blocked my husband. Then a few months later, when she was done being mad, she begged us to add her back as friends and sent us all passive aggressive messages about how family needs to forgive each other. Anyway, hope your holiday and pregnancy announcements went better than mine. First of all, that's a dumb rule that families just have to forgive each other because they're family. You really don't. You don't actually have to. You can forgive the people that you want to forgive or the people that apologize, 
but you don't like have to just because you're related to them. I just want to put that out there. People ask me about this a lot. And I think I've talked about it on the Patreon. My pregnancy announcements to people were pretty normal. Like I told my friends, family, pretty standard ways. I don't know, nothing crazy, but I do know this is shady to say, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I, I asked everybody to keep it a secret and the, like my close friends and my family did keep it a secret, but I do know that there are people who went and told people about my pregnancy and it like really changed the way I view these people, which like, maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong, but like I told people in confidence and then I know that they went and told other people and that just made me not want to tell them anything. And it made me not want to be friends with them. Like, again, maybe that's dramatic, but I just feel like being a vault, being a secret keeper for people is such a huge thing for me. Like, it's something I put so much effort into. Like, if somebody asks me not to say something about something, not only will I not tell people ever, I will act like I've never met that person in my life. Like, if Lucy told me a secret and she said, don't tell anybody, and then somebody asked me about said secret, I would say, I've never even met Lucy. You're crazy for thinking I know Lucy. That's how far I would take it to keep somebody's secret. It is just such a huge deal to me. And so the fact that I know of people who went and talked about my pregnancy before I announced it, I was like, okay, we're not going to be friends anymore. I think that's a fine reason to not be friends with somebody. (laughs) If you can't keep my secret, then like you're out, you're out. Okay, next one. This is going to sound super unbelievable, but I swear on Taylor Swift's discography that this is all true. Every year, all of the cousins on my dad's side get together between Thanksgiving and Christmas for a reunion. Years ago, one of my aunts said that they weren't going to make it, which was super unusual as no one ever missed. She didn't tell us why, but my mom later found out that her husband had a second family in Canada where he frequently went on business trips with a man. The man he was cheating on her with hired a hitman to assassinate my aunt. I don't know if assassinate is the right word there. I'm not kidding. Thankfully, the hitman was not good at his job and failed. Both my uncle and his boyfriend went to jail. And on top of that, my aunt got back together with him the second he got out of jail. So we get to see him again at this year's reunion. What? I mean, she swore on Taylor Swift's discography. So I really can't question it. I can't remember what comedian it is. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but like, it's never women who have a second family. It's always men. It's always men who have the time to have a secret second family. Have you ever, ever heard of a woman secretly having somebody else's baby and raising it secretly with another? No, it's always a man. Like what woman do you know? That's like, you know what I would really love to take on another family another husband, another set of kids and do it in secret. It's never happened ever. Okay. Next one. My mother-in-law is a really great person. She is extremely kind to host holidays before the actual day of the holiday. So we don't have to run from place to place with our family on the actual day. Honestly, it is so kind. Mother-in-law has a really strong personality stemming from having to be a fighter for her whole life. And she loves drama. Her son, her only son, my husband is the best person. No drama. doesn't feed into it ever. Last week, we were invited over for Sunday dinner. Hey, do you guys want to come over for Sunday dinner? Is what she texted us. We didn't respond to the text right away because we were having an abnormally busy day. But she later texted again asking if we could come to dinner on Sunday. We finally replied, yes, thank you. 
Mind you, it had only been about six hours since the initial text, so it's not like we were totally ignoring her. She responded, great, dress really comfy. Sunday rolls around and we, as told, dress really comfy, which I personally thought was weird. But we walked in to realize this woman had planned an entire full passive aggressive Thanksgiving dinner, the whole shebang. Table setting, stuffing, green bean casserole, roasted bird, mashed potatoes, pie, and other guests who were not dressed comfy. My father-in-law even dinged his glass to make a toast so we could go around the table and say what we were grateful for. People were emotional. We were like, hey, what? We would have brought something. And with a smirk, my mother-in-law says, surprise, look at this dinner I made for you. And then sipped her wine. Sipped her wine. The vibes were off. It was so awkward. Honestly, it was humiliating because other guests knew this was a pre-Thanksgiving and had brought stuff. Other people thought it was weird that we walked into this occasion completely blindsided. We played it off the entire night. As soon as we got home, we put the kids to bed and we were like, what the hell was that? I told my husband he really needed to call his mom and ask what that was. And he was like, well, I will, but I need a few days. We're still trying to recover because this lady is truly full of surprises. But yeah, my husband needs to make it clear that we won't be walking into a sneak attack holiday ever again. Family can be absolutely nuts. And honestly, I'm just trying to stay safe, kind and hot like our favorite broad has told us to. The sneak attack holiday is wild, but it does bring up a good point. Why is dressing fancy on the holidays encouraged? It's our time off. Maybe we should encourage people to wear comfy things to, to dinner. I'm going to lean towards that. Okay. How about this one? My mom told my sister she wouldn't be getting any gifts this year because she no longer believes in God. Her reasoning is that because Christmas is about Jesus, why would anyone who doesn't believe in him celebrate? considering doing a sibling-only Christmas because WTF. I mean, she raises a good point. What are we celebrating? Sometimes I ask myself that. But you know what? I think I just like to celebrate joy and goodness and giving and setting aside a time of year where we can all be a little bit nicer to each other. You know what I mean? Okay, we're going to end on this one. It came out on Christmas Eve that my siblings' spouses had cheated on my siblings with each other and my sister was pregnant. Woof. That is the worst thing I have ever heard. So it's like you had a brother and a sister that were both married and then their spouses hooked up and then your sister is pregnant with maybe her spouse. Wait, probably. Yeah, no, definitely her spouse because she was not cheating on her spouse. The spouses were cheating on your, the spouse was cheating on your sister. Yeah, that sounds really bad. That sounds really, really bad. It's just interesting how with something that should be joyous and happy usually comes a lot of sadness and despair. And if you're me, it's also a lot of anger. So I'm sorry if you're also experiencing that. I say it every year, but you know, it's totally normal. If the holidays like depress you, they don't make you super happy. You don't love them. It's totally fine. You are absolutely not alone and it's fine to have a bad attitude. Like I said, Tradition really doesn't matter that much. If you want to be unhappy on the holidays, that's fine. If you don't want to go to stuff with your family, that's fine. If you don't want to do things just because that's the way they've always been done, that's also totally fine. I give you permission. I don't know if that holds any weight. I really don't. Sometimes I say that and I'm like, who am I? Who am I to decide these people's lives? But you know what? If you just, if you want to stay home, if you want to have your own little Christmas, if you want to not celebrate Christmas this year, if you want to give another holiday a shot, you want to invent a new holiday. I mean, that's all holidays are, right? They're just made up by something, by, you know, toy companies and wrapping paper people. And I don't know. I don't know if holidays are real. I don't know who made them. I don't know if we're really celebrating something real, but I do know that I love you so much. And I'm glad that you're here. 
and we can get through this. We can get through the holidays. I will be here with you every step of the way. You're doing a great job. I'm doing a great job most of the time. Again, I'm really angry and I feel sick majority of the time, but we're going to get through the holidays together. I will see you right back here every single Monday. The Patreon is paused right now. There's no new episodes coming out. However, if you want, you can still like pay the $5 and get all of the backlog of episodes. There's just not new episodes coming out and you won't be billed monthly for it. So if you have any questions about that, just message me. But yeah, if you're needing some some extra content to fill the time, to fill the void that the holidays are creating, please allow me. Please allow me to provide that. I love you guys. Happy holidays. I will see you back here next week with a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Remember to be safe, be kind, be hot, be well, be, be okay. Just be okay. Just make it through and be okay. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.